Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So continuing our uh, reading and glorification of Sri Advaita Acharya and today we'll read uh, from Adi Lila chapter 3 thread of verses text 98, and then we'll read about Lord Chaitanya Lorni Tananda uh, visiting and honoring Prasad at the house of Advaita Charya. And the other day on Sunday, we were reading about how the Panchatattva, the activities of the Panchatattva, how they plunder the storehouse of love of God and ate and distributed its contents. And the more they, the more they ate, the more they took, the more it increased as far as the distribution and verses we're describing in, it's in the seventh chapter of the Adi Lila about Panchatava didn't consider who was fit, who was unfit, where, where, or where the distribution should or should not take place. Their concern was just to flood the world with Premanam Sankirtan and that way the seed of material enjoyment uh, wouldn't sprout. And then Lord Chaitanya was thinking of a way how to capture the logicians and the student populations and the atheists. So he took sannyas. Prabhupada gives very powerful purports about how Lord Chaitanya used this word, invented ways to uh, capture people's attention, turn them towards Krishna. So Prabhupada said, so similarly, I'm engaging the young boys and girls equally in the preaching of the Harinam Sankirtan mission. And there are envious fools and rascals who think what I'm doing is not authorized. But we are authorized on, on the uh, principle that Lord Chaitanya also uh, thought of ways to capture the masses and turn, uh, guide them to Krishna. So one thing we're discussing is this, the simplicity of bhakti. And there's depth, there's so much depth there with the philosophy, with the deity worship process. There's actually a lot of details in Pancharatriki. We have very intricate um, presentation of the philosophy, especially acharyas like Jiva Goswami, the six Goswamis, and Vishwanath Chakri Thakur. Um, Bala Prabhu shared a little yesterday. And we can see we have such a wealth and richness of Shastra and scripture, Bhakti philosophy, um, so that it's not just fanaticism or a, a cheap spirituality there's there's great depth and principles that are authorized from parampara scripturally and philosophically sound and then side by side we have this 
beautiful simplicity. So these verses today, will we can appreciate that simplicity. Last night we had a nice Gora Arti Kirtan and uh, yeah, just very blissful Kirtan. And then we went for Prasad downstairs and just those two activities were so refreshing and uh, uplifting and joyful. So we can see that these are the activities, the Panchatattva, chanting, dancing, and feasting. And we'll experience a humorous pastime here with Advaitacharya uh, and Gornitai. Okay, text number 98, Ari Lila, chapter three. Lokogati dheki acharya karuna ridhaya vichara karena lokera kaichahita hoya. Loka gati deki acharya karuna ridhaya vichara karena lokera kaichahita hoya. Seeing the activities of the world, the acharya felt compassion. Well, let me just go back a little bit. Advaita Acharya, having appeared, he found the world devoid of devotional service to Sri Krishna because people were engrossed in material affairs. Everyone was engaged in material enjoyment, whether sinfully or virtuously. No one was interested in the transcendental service of the Lord, which can give total relief from the repetition of birth and death. <clears throat> Seeing the activities of the world, the Acharya felt compassion and began to ponder how he could act for the people's benefit. So we might have read some of these verses earlier this week, uh, but I just want to review a little bit uh, with Acharya's mood of worshiping Tulsi and Shalagram and Ganga water. So Prabhupada says in this purport, this sort of serious interest in the welfare of the public makes one a bona fide acharya. An acharya does not exploit his followers. Since the acharya is a confidential servitor of the Lord, his heart is always full of compassion for humanity and its suffering. He knows that all suffering is due to the absence of devotional service to the Lord. And therefore, he always tries to find ways to change people's activities, making them favorable for the attainment of devotion. That is the qualification of an acharya. Although Sri Advaita Prabhu himself was powerful enough to do the work, as a submissive servitor, he thought that without the personal appearance of the Lord, no one could improve the fallen condition of society. Text 99. Advaita Acharya thought, if Sri Krishna were to appear as an incarnation, he himself could preach devotion, devotion by his personal example. <clears throat> In this age of Kali, there's no religion other than the chanting of the holy name of the Lord. But how in this age will the Lord appear as an incarnation? I shall worship Krishna in a purified state of mind. I shall constantly petition him in humbleness. My name Advaita will be fitting if I'm able to induce Krishna to inaugurate the movement of the chanting of the holy name. While he was thinking about how to propitiate Krishna by worship, the following verse came to mind. So these verses are very important in the sense that it really bridges and unites the Pancharatriki Vidhi and the Bhagavad Vidhi. Pancharatriki meaning the process of deity worship and the rules and regulations with deity worship. And then the Bhagavad Vidhi is the Brihad Murdanga, the preaching, the teaching, uh, the hearing and chanting. So we can see the combination of these two. And for a Gaudiya Vaishnava, one who's in the line of the Panchatattva, Gornitaya, Dvaitacharya, these verses will inspire us. Um, how we can be meditating while we're doing puja, especially when we're offering tulsi leaves uh, to the Lord's lotus feet, or even placing them on the Lord's plates, or any other processes of, 
of the Pancharatriki, but especially these verses discuss about the significance of offering Tulsi with Ganga water, which we do daily on the Wat, on the altar. So the following verse came to Advaitacharya's mind. And there's a classic picture of him worshiping Shalagram with Ganga water and Tulsi. And this is actually a, it's even a, um, we actually do that every day. We sit, we have Ganga water and Tulsi and ring a bell. We, we do a very similar activity hundreds of years later. Sri Krishna, who is very affectionate toward his devotee, sells himself to a devotee who offers him merely a Tulsi leaf and a palm full of water. So this is the verse, Tulasi Dhala Matrena, Jalasya Chulukenava, Vikrinite Swam Atmanam, Bhakti Bhyo Bhakta Vatsalaha. It's a verse from the Gotamiya Tantra. Advaitacharya considered the meaning of the verse in this way, quote, not finding any way to repay the debt he owes to one who offers him a tulsi leaf in water, Lord Krishna thinks, there's no wealth in my position, possession that is equal to a tulsi leaf and water. Thus the Lord liquidates the debt by offering himself to devotee. Considering in this way, the Acharya began worshiping the Lord. So this is a very nice sankalpa before we begin to worship the deities. We can meditate like this and we can be thinking, in this Sankirtan spirit, uh, before going on altar, while going on, on, on the altar, anything connected with deity worship, we could be thinking and following the footsteps of Advaitacharya that um, um, yeah, my name Advaita will be fitting if I'm able to induce, to inaugurate the movement of the chanting of the holy name. So this kind of preaching spirit, this spirit of giving up to others, Ara Upakara. So in this purport, Prabhupada says, text 107, through devotional service, one can easily please. Oh, there it is. So he has his mat there. We have kusha mats. You have a little wool cloth even. There's a bell. So this is a very picturesque scene of Advaitacharya worshipping Shalagram, Shantipur. Through devotional service, one can easily please Lord Krishna with a leaf of the Tulsi plant and a little water. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or some water, when offered with devotion, very much pleases him. He universally accepts the services of his devotees. Even the poorest of devotees in any part of the world can secure a small flower, fruit, or leaf and a little water. And if these offerings, and especially Tulsi leaves and Ganges water, are offered to Krishna with devotion, he's very satisfied. So in the worship of Shalagram, there's some very detailed, I mean, at least 16 upacharas, what to say of, uh, there's even further details of how Shalagram can be worshiped according to Pancharatriki. We can see from these verses, there's a certain simplicity that Prabhupada's presenting. Uh, Tulsi leaf, Ganga water, mantra. And we have those. Om Krom Gange Jumana Chaiva Godavari Saraswati Narmadu Sindhikavari Jalismin Sanedim Kuru Evoking the holy waters of these sacred rivers, particularly here to describe the Ganga. And we have Tulsi leaves. We have Mother Parameshwari, dedicated for years, taking nice care of Tulsi, even in a challenging environment as Colorado. And uh, Tulsi is growing all over the world now in various greenhouses and places. And Prabhupada was very happy to see that. He actually um, gives glorification to Govinda Dasi in the Bhagavatam, that uh, she's nicely growing Tulsi in the United States now. So very simple. 
When they're offered to Krishna with devotion, he's very satisfied. It is said that Krishna is so much pleased by such devotional service that he offered himself to his devotee in exchange for it. Shiladwaita Charya knew this fact and therefore he decided to call for the personality of Godhead to descend by worshiping the Lord with Tulsi leaves and the water of the Ganges. So not that we imitate, but we can also just go for it, offer Tulsi and say, Gora, Krishna, please help so I can be of service to the Sankirtan mission. Please engage me as an instrument to spread this Premanam Sankirtan. As unqualified as I am, while offering these Tulsi leaves and Ganga water, it can even be done at home with a branch. Even if you don't have a branch of Tulsi, it's described by the Acharyas that even just saying Tulsi, 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 it invokes the presence of Tulsi. Um, yeah, and you can even ask, we'll, we'll even send you a few branches. You can, like a magic, transcendental magic wand, you can touch the branches to your offerings and even to the picture of your deities. And this is also a qualified way of offering Tulsi. Text 108, thinking of the lotus feet of Krishna, he constantly offered Tulsi buds in the water from the Ganges. He appealed to Sri Krishna with loud calls and thus made it possible for Krishna to appear. Therefore, the principal reason for Sri Chaitanya's descent is this appeal of Advaitacharya. The Lord, the protector of religion, appears by the desire of his devotee. Oh, my Lord, you always dwell in the vision and hearing of your pure devotees. You also live in their lotus-like hearts which are purified by devotional service. Oh, my Lord, you are glorified by exalted prayers. You show special favor to your devotees by manifesting yourself in the eternal forms in which they welcome you. The essence of the meaning of this verse is that Lord Krishna appears in, in all his innumerable eternal forms because of the desires of his pure devotees. Thus, I've surely determined the meaning of the fourth verse. Lord Gauranga, Lord Chaitanya appears in incarnation to preach unalloyed love of God. Praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Raghunath, always desiring their mercy. I, Krishnadas, narrate Chaitanya Charitamrita following in their footsteps. Jai. So before we go to the next chapter, just, you know, just refreshing our appreciation of worship of Tulsi. You might have a picture of a Tulsi plant or a picture of Rindadevi. Um, there's Advaitacharya, just hands up. Last night we were doing that, hands were up. And some of us were sharing how we were feeling a little stress and anxiety during the day. And after that Gaur Arti Kirtan just felt so clear. Hands are up, calling out, hey Gora, hey Nitai, uh, please engage us in your Sankirtan mission so we can be of service to bringing other souls to your lotus feet. We want to uh, petition the Lord in the spirit. So I, I really appreciate these verses because um, one of my services now is I'm on the altar every morning and it could just seem, it, could, it can come to a point where it becomes ritualistic, mechanical, and just kind of going through the routine. Um, however, if we read these verses regularly, then we can really appreciate before going on the altar, we're preparing the water, invoking the Ganga and the holy rivers into the water, where uh, we have our Tulsi manjaris. And even if you're at home, you can have a little branch of Tulsi, you have your picture, and you can do the same thing, even at one's home altar meditating on, uh, you can learn the um, mantra for invoking the Ganga into the water. You can even chant Ganga, 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 but it's a very simple mantra. We can send those to you. And you can invoke the Ganga into your water. Even before you take bath, you can invoke the Ganga so that while you're showering, you're uh, bathing with Ganga water. And Tulsi leaves, Tulsi branches or the Tulsi mantra. And this way we can engage, we can stay in, 
in the mood of, we can be on the Bhagavad Vidhi while worshiping the deities, the combination of these two tracks. And Advaita Charya is showing that example, the Sankalpa, the internal disposition of the consciousness of, of a Sankirtan Pujari, of a Sankirtan Bhakta, of a Sankirtan cook, of a Sankirtan uh, temple cleaner, a Sankirtan business person, doctor. Uh, we're in this consciousness. And before we go to work, before we engage in our daily duties, it's a very simple, it takes a few minutes to invoke the Ganga and to offer Tulsi to one's uh, deity at home or on the altar at the temple. It's a very simple few minutes it only takes. So even the busiest person working a 12 hour shift can still um, engage in that simple expression as, we, as Advaita Acharya does. And we can call out and give a call to Gora, hey, go Ranga, and um, appeal in the foot, appeal as Advaita Acharya did. Even if we're not on his platform in purity, uh, we can follow in the footsteps. Let me just check the time here. Okay, 8.20. All right, so let's go forward and then uh, we can open it up for some reflections and appreciation. So this is a uh, next section of glorification of Advaita Acharya is uh, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's stay, Prabhu's stay at the house of Advaita Acharya. Okay, and now I'll start reading from Text 20. As the Lord proceeded along the bank of the Ganges, Sri Nityananda Prabhu requested Acharya Ratna, Chandrasekhar Acharya, to go immediately to the house at Advaita Acharya. Sri Nityananda Goswami told him, I shall take Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the bank of the Ganges at Shantipur, and Advaita Acharya should carefully stay there on a shore with a boat. After that, Nityananda Prabhu continued, I shall go to Advaita Acharya's house and you should go to Navadweep and return with Mother Sachi and all the other devotees. After sending Acharya Ratna to the house of Advaita Acharya, Sri Nityananda Prabhu went before Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and gave notice of his coming. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in ecstasy and he asked where Nityananda Prabhu was going. Nityananda replied that he was going with him toward Vrindavan. Oops, I'm sorry. Um, Vrinda, there's a picture of this pastime, you can post it shortly too. Um, it's another one of Advaita Acharya's going into ecstasy by being touched by the rice that Lord Nityananda threw to him. If, if you find that one, it's really sweet imagery. When, Lord, when the Lord asked Nityananda Prabhu how far it was to Vrindavan, Nityananda replied, just see, here is the river Jamuna. Saying this, Nityananda Prabhu took Chaitanya Mahaprabhu near the Ganges, and the Lord in his ecstasy accepted the river Ganges as the river Jamuna. The Lord said, oh, what good fortune. Now I have seen the river Jamuna. Thinking, thus thinking the Ganges to be the river Jamuna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to offer prayers to it. Oh, river Jamuna, you are the blissful spiritual water that gives love to the son of Nanda Maharaj. You are the same as the water of the spiritual world, for you can vanquish all offenses and the sinful reactions incurred in life. You are the creator of all auspicious things for the world. O daughter of the sun god, kindly purify us by your pious activities. Okay, here's the meditation. Yep, that's it. So that's coming up shortly. After reciting this mantra, 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offered obeisances and took his bath in the Ganges. At that time, he had only on only one piece of underwear, for there was no second garment. While Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was standing there without second garment, Sri Advaita Acharya arrived in a boat, bringing him with new underwear and external garments. When Advaita Acharya arrived, he stood before the Lord and offered his obeisances. After seeing him, the Lord began to wonder about the entire situation. Still in his ecstasy, the Lord asked Advaita Acharya, Why did you come here? How did you know that I was in Vrindavan? Advaita Acharya disclosed the whole situation, telling Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, wherever you are, that is Vrindavan. This is a beautiful verse. Acharya kahe tumi se Vrindavan mora bhage ganga tire tomara agame. Wherever you are, that is Vrindavan. Now it is my great fortune that you have come to the bank of the Ganges. Bala Gopal Prabhu was referring to a verse yesterday. Um, Bhagavida Bhagavatas Tirta Bhutam Swayambu Vivu Tirta Bhutanti Tirta Kurvanti. I'm getting a little confused right now. Bhagavatas Tirta Bhutam Swayambu Vivu Tirta Kurvanti Tirta Ni. Anyways, the verb tirta is in there quite a bit. <laughs> Basically, he was sharing the verse that wherever, first of all, Vidura, wherever Vidura travels, that place in itself becomes a holy place of pilgrimage. So Advaitacharya is this glorifying Lord Chaitanya. Wherever you are, that is Vrindavan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then said, Nityananda has cheated me. He has brought me to the bank of the Ganges and told me that it was the Jamuna. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accused Nityananda of cheating him, Srila Dvaitacharya said, whatever Nityananda Prabhu has told you is not false. You have indeed just now taken your bath in the river Jamuna. Dvaitacharya then explained that, it is, that at that spot, the Ganges and the Jamuna flowed together. On the western side was the Jamuna, and on the eastern side was the Ganges. Dvaitacharya then suggested that since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has, had taken his bath in the river Jamuna and his underwear was now wet, the Lord should change his underwear for dry garments. Advaitacharya said, you have been fasting continuously for three days. So the Vaishnava is, they, it's just a strip of cloth called kopin, and then they have an outer garment, another cloth that wraps around it. So this is what he's referring to, just that underwear cloth and then the second garment that goes around. Advaitacharya said, you have been fasting continuously for three days in your ecstasy of love for Krishna. I therefore invite you to my home where you may kindly take your alms, come with me to my residence. Advaita Prabhu continued, At my home, I have just cooked one palmful of rice. The vegetables are always very simple. There's no luxurious cooking, simply a little liquid vegetable and spinach. Saying this, Sri Advaitacharya took the Lord into the boat and brought the Lord to his residence. There, Advaitacharya washed the feet of the Lord and was consequently very happy within. There's nothing sweeter than Gora Lila, the interactions of Lord Chaitanya's and associates. Um, and very tangible, where even in today's Sangha Vaishnavas, one can experience these reciproc these kind of exchanges with the devotees. And at least reading about them really inspires the heart to appreciate the intimacy and sweetness of Vaishnava Sangha. 
All the edibles were first cooked by the wife of Advaitacharya. Then Advaitacharya personally offered everything to Lord Vishnu. It's a beautiful purport. Prabhupada um, elaborates that this is ideal householder life, husband and wife living together, and then uh, both worshiping Vishnu together, etc. Purposes at the end. Although a person may live with his wife and children happily in Krishna consciousness, he also observes the regulative principles followed in any temple. If there's no Krishna consciousness, the householder's abode is called Grihamedi's house. Householders in Krishna consciousness are actually grihastas, that is, those living in the ashram with their families and children. Shidwaitacharya was an ideal grihasta, and his house was the ideal grihasta ashram. All the prepared food was divided into three equal parts. One part was arranged on a metal plate for offering to Lord Krishna. Of the three divisions, one was arranged on a metal plate and the other two were arranged on plantain leaves. These leaves were not bifurcated and they were taken from a banana tree that had at least 32 bunches of bananas. The two plates were very filled very nicely with the kinds of food described below. <clears throat> the cooked rice was a stack of very fine grains, nicely cooked. And in the middle was yellow, clarified butter from the milk of cows. So hot rice and a little kind of like little dimple there and then hot clarified ghee. Surrounding the stack of rice was pots made of skins of banana trees and in these pots were varieties of vegetables and mung dal. Among the cooked vegetables were patola, squash, manakachu and a salad made with pieces of ginger and various types of spinach. I'm gonna, Sanatan Priya comes later to cook. I'm gonna ask him uh, what these vegetables are and if he can come close to cooking these for Gaur Praneem. I think that would be really nice. We'll, we'll uh, run this by him. There was a shuk, shukta, bitter melon, mixed with all kinds of vegetables, defined the taste of nectar. There were five types of bitter and pungent shuktas. Amongst the various vegetables were newly grown leaves of the nimba trees fried with eggplant. The fruit known as patola was fried with bhadi, a kind of dal preparation, first mashed and then dried in the sun. There was also a preparation known as kushmanda Manachaki. Okay, Prabhupada says, we request our editors of cookbooks to add all these nice preparations described by the experienced author, Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Jai. So we'll have to also have Nanda Suno research these through Jamuna's, Jamuna Devi's cookbook. He's very loyal to her recipes. The preparation made with the coconut pulp mixed with curd and rock candy was very sweet. It was a curry made of banana flowers and squash boiled in milk all in great quantity. There were small cakes in sweet and sour sauce and five or six kinds of sour preparations. All the vegetables were so made that everyone present could take prasadam. There were soft cakes made with mung dal, soft cakes made with ripe bananas and soft cakes made with ur dal. There were various kinds of sweetmeats, condensed milk mixed with rice cakes, a coconut preparation and every kind of cake desirable. All the vegetables were served in pots made of banana leaves taken from trees, producing at least 32 bunches of bananas. These pots were very strong and big and did not tilt or totter. Getting, uh, getting banana leaves from a banana tree that produces 32 bunches of bananas, that would be a little bit more challenging for us, but at least we can uh, meditate on it. All around the three eating places were 100 pots filled with various kinds of vegetables. Along with the varieties of vegetables, there was, was sweet rice mixed with ghee. This was kept in new earthen pots. Earthen pots filled with highly condensed milk were placed in three places. 
Besides the other preparations, there were chipped rice made with milk and mixed with bananas and also white squash boiled in milk. Indeed, it is not possible to describe all the preparations that were made. In two places, there were earthen pots filled with another preparation made with yogurt, sandesh, and banana. I'm able to describe it all. Upon the stack of boiled rice and all the vegetables were flowers of the Tulsi trees. There was also pots filled with scented rose water. There were three sitting places where soft cloths were placed. Thus, Lord Krishna was offered all the food, and the Lord took it very pleasantly. It is a system, after offering food, to perform boga arti. Advaita Prabhu asked the two brothers, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, to come see the arti. The two lords and all the others present went to see the arti ceremony. So this is parampara, observing the arti ceremony um, before honoring prasad. This is the request of Advaita Acharya. Please come, see the arti, and then uh, we'll, you'll see them having a prasadam festival. After arti was performed for the deities in the temple, Lord Krishna was made to lie down to, to rest. Advaitacharya then came out to submit something to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shidwaita said, my dear lords, kindly enter this room. The two brothers, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, then came forward to take the prasadam. When Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu went to accept the prasadam, they both called Mukunda and Haridas to come with them. However, Mukunda and Haridas, both with folded hands, spoke as follows. When Mukunda was called for, he submitted, My dear sir, I have something to do that is not yet finished. Later I shall accept the prasadam. So you two Prabhu should now please enter the room. Haridas said, I am the most sinful and lowest among men. Later I shall eat one palmful of prasadam while waiting outside. Of course, Advaitacharya, during the, I think it was after the Shraddha ceremony, I can't remember exactly the event, but basically there was a room, a, a, a gathering of all these Brahmanas, and the first person he went to was Haridas Thakur, offering him the um, prasad, and knowing that Haridas Thakur's position is an exalted Vaishnava. Haridas Thakur here is express him and Mukunda expressing it's an expression of their humility. But Vaitacharya took Lord Nityananda Prabhu and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu within the room. And the two lords saw the arrangements of the prasadam. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was especially very pleased. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu purport. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very pleased because he saw how nicely so many varieties of food were prepared for Krishna. Actually, all kinds of prasadam are prepared for Krishna not for the people, but the devotees partake of prasadam with great pleasure. So Lord Chaitanya is looking at this offering, not out of enjoyment, but seeing how wonderful that Krishna is receiving such a boga offering. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu approved of all the methods employed in cooking and offered food to Krishna. Indeed, he was so pleased that he said, frankly, I will personally take the lotus feet of anyone who can offer Krishna such nice food and place those lotus feet on my head, birth after birth. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu entered the room, he saw three divisions of food, and he knew that all of these were meant for Krishna. However, he did not understand the intentions of Advaita Acharya. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, let us sit down in these three places and we shall take prasadam. However, Advaita Acharya said, I shall distribute the prasadam. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought that all three servings were meant for distribution. Therefore, he asked for another two banana leaves saying, 
let us have a very little quantity of vegetable and rice. Advaitacharya said, just sit down here on these seats. Catching their hands, he sat them both down. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, it is not proper for a sannyasi to eat such a variety of foods. If he does, how can he control the senses? When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not accept the food, Anyways, let's read this purport since we have a little time. The word upakaran indicates a variety of foods such as dal vegetables and other varieties of possible dishes that one can eat very nicely with rice. It is not proper, however, for a sannyasi to eat such palatable dishes. If he did so, he would not be able to control his senses. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not encourage sannyasis to eat very palatable dishes. The whole Vaishnava culture is vairagya vidya, as renounced as possible. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also advised Raghunath Das Goswami not to eat very palatable dishes wear very nice garments, or talk on mundane subjects. These things are all prohibited for those in the renounced order. The Bodhi does not accept anything to eat that is not first offered to Krishna. All the rich foods offered to Krishna are given to the grahastas, the householders. There are many nice things offered to Krishna. Garlands, bedsteads, nice ornaments, nice food, and even nicely prepared pan, betel nuts. But a humble Vaishnava, thinking his body material and nasty, does not accept such preparations for himself, he thinks that by accepting such things, he will offend the lotus feet of the Lord. Those who are sahajas cannot understand what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu meant when he asked Advaitacharya to bring two separate leaves and give a small quantity of prasadam to him. So he asked for two other leaves so he could take preparations and just take the simple ones. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not accept the food that had been already served, Advaitacharya said, please give up your concealment. I know what you are. I know the confidential meaning of your accepting the sannyas order. Advaitacharya thus accepted Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to eat and give up juggling words. The Lord replied, I certainly cannot eat so much food. Advaitacharya then requested the Lord to simply accept prasadam without pretense. If he could not eat at, eat at all, the balance could be left on the plate. So he was wanting Lord Chaitanya just to eat and leave remnants in Mahaprabhu in, as a sannyasi and showing the example wanted to just take the preparations off and just eat exactly what he was going to put on his plate so no remnants were there and Acharya is saying no just eat off the plate and uh, the balance can be left on the plate Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said I will not be able to eat so much food and it is not the duty of sannyasi it is not the duty of a sannyasi to leave remnants in this connection Acharya referred to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's eating at Jagannath Puri Lord Jagannath and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are identical. Advaitacharya pointed out that at Jagannath Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ate 54 times a day, and each time he ate many hundreds of pots of food. Sri Advaitacharya said, The amount of food that three people can eat does not constitute even a morsel for you. In proportion to that, these edibles are not even five morsels of food for you. Advaitacharya continued, By my great fortune, you have just come to my home. Please do not juggle words. Just begin eating and do not talk. Upon hearing this, upon saying this, Advaitacharya supplied the water, supplied water to the two lords so that they could wash their hands. The two lords then sat down and smiling began to eat prasadam. So this is also part of Archana, Idam, Itatpadyam, offering water, washing the feet, Argyam, Achmaniam, mouthwash, Hastamukha, Prakshalanam, rinsing the mouth, face and hands and uh, mouth so 
this whole lila can also be a meditation. It can be smarnam, even while one is doing worship to Gornitai. It's such a sweet example of how Advaitacharya is basically doing what we do in the Archana process. Nityananda Prabhu said, I have undergone fasting for three days continuously. Today, I, I had hoped to break my fast. Although Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was thinking that the quantity of food was enormous, Nityananda Prabhu, on the contrary, thought it not even a morsel. He had been fasting for three days and had greatly hoped to break fast on that day. Indeed, he said, although I am invited to eat by Vaitacharya, today also is a fast. So small a quantity of food so small a quantity of food will not fill even half my belly. Advaitacharya replied, Sir, you are a mendicant traveling on pilgrimage. Sometimes you eat fruits and roots, and sometimes you simply go on fasting. I'm a poor brahmana, and you have come to my home. Please be satisfied with whatever little food you have received and give up your greedy mentality. Lord Nityananda Prabhu replied, Whatever I may be, you have invited me. Therefore, you must supply as much as I want to eat. His divine grace Advaitacharya, after hearing the statement of Nityananda Prabhu, took the opportunity presented by the joking words and spoke to him as follows. Advaitacharya said, you are a reject Paramahamsa and you have accepted the renounced order of life just to fill up your belly. I can understand that your business is to give trouble to Brahmanas. So Prabhupada says here, there's always a difference of opinion between Smarta Brahmana and a Vaishnava Goswami. There are even Smarta opinions and Vaishnava Goswami opinions available in astrological and astronomical calculations. By calling Nityananda Prabhu a Brashta Avadut, a reject Parmahamsa, Advaita Acharya Prabhu, in a sense, accepted Nityananda Prabhu as a Parmahamsa. In other words, Nityananda Prabhu had nothing to do with the rules governing Smarta Brahmanas. Thus, under pretense of condemning him, Advaita Acharya was actually praising him. In the Avadut stage, the Paramahamsa stage, which is the supermost stage, one may appear to be Vishayi, on the platform of sense gratification, but in actuality, it has nothing to do with sense gratification. As uh, I believe we were reading about, Pundar was it Pundarik Vijanidi? Hmm. Let me see, one second. Yeah, yeah, Pundarik Vijanidi uh, dressed very opulent. He looked like a Vishayi. At that stage, a person sometimes accepts the symbols and address of a sannyasi and sometimes is not. Sometimes he dresses like a householder. We should know, however, that these are all joking words between Advaitacharya and Nityananda Prabhu. They are not to be taken as insults. Advaitacharya accused Nityananda Prabhu saying, you can eat 10 to 20 manas of rice. I am a poor brahmana. How shall I get so much rice? Whatever you have, there will be a palmful of rice. Please eat it and get up. Don't show your madness and strew the remnants of food here and there. In this way, Nityananda Prabhu and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ate and talked with Advaitacharya jokingly. After eating half of each vegetable preparation given to him, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu abandoned it and went on to the next. As soon as half of the vegetable in the pot was finished, Advaitacharya filled it up again. In this way, as the Lord finished half of a preparation, Advaitacharya again and again filled it up. After filling a pot with vegetables, Advaitacharya requested them to eat more and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, how much more can I go on eating? Advaitacharya said, please do not give up whatever I have already given you. Now, whatever I am giving, you may eat half and leave half. In this way, by submitting various humble requests, Advaitacharya made Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda eat. 
Thus, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu fulfilled all the desires of Advaitacharya. Again, Nityananda Prabhu jokingly said, My belly is not yet filled up. Please take away your food. I have not taken the least of it. After saying this, Nityananda Prabhu took a handful of rice and threw it on the floor in front of him as if he were angry. So just <laughs> when two or four pieces of the thrown rice touched his body, Advaitacharya began to dance in various ways with the rice still stuck to his body. When the rice thrown by Nityananda Prabhu touched his body, Advaitacharya thought himself purified by the touch of remnants thrown by Paramahamsa Nityananda. Therefore, he began dancing. Shri Nityananda Ram Ki Jai, Shri Panchatattva Ki Jai. Purport, the word Avadut refers to one above all rules and regulations. Sometimes not observing all the rules and regulations of a sannyasi, Nityananda Prabhu exhibited the behavior of a mad Avadut. He threw the remnants of food on the ground and some of these remnants touched the body of Advaitacharya. Advaitacharya accepted this happily because he presented himself as a member of the community of Smarta Brahmanas. By touching the remnants of food thrown by Nityananda Prabhu, Advaitacharya immediately felt himself purified of all Smarta contamination. The remnants of food left by a pure Vaishnava are called Maha Maha Prasadam. This is completely spiritual and is identified with Lord Vishnu. Such remnants are not ordinary. The spiritual masters be considered on the stage of Paramahamsa and beyond the jurisdiction mm -hmm. of the Varnashram institution. The remnants of food left by the spiritual master and similar Paramahamsas or pure Vaishnavas are purifying. When an ordinary person touches such prasadam, his mind is purified and his mind is raised to the status of a pure Brahmana. The behavior and statements of Advaitacharya are meant for understanding, the understanding of ordinary people who are unaware of the strength of spiritual values, not knowing the potency of food left by the bona fide spiritual master and pure Vaishnavas. So the dust, Panchamodagras, the dust of the feet of the Vaishnavas, the food left by the Vaishnavas, these are all the potent uh, forms of, of medicine for the conditioned soul. Advaitacharya jokingly said, my dear Nityananda, I invited you and indeed I've received the results. And I have received the results. You have no fixed caste or dynasty. By nature, you are a madman. To make me a madman like, your, to make me a madman like yourself, you have thrown the remnants of, of your food at me. You do not even fear the fact that I am a Brahmana. Nityananda Prabhu replied, these are the remnants of food left by Lord Krishna. If you take them to be ordinary remnants, you have committed an offense. Sri Nityananda Prabhu continued, if you invite at least 100 sannyasis to your home and feed them sumptuously, your offense will be nullified. Advaitacharya replied, I shall, never, I shall never again invite another sannyasi, for it is a sannyasi who has spoiled all my Brahminical Smriti regulations. After this, Advaitacharya made the lords wash their hands and mouths. He then took them to a nice bed and made them lie down to take rest. This is also in the deity worship process. After the arti, then the lords are uh, made to lie down and take rest. Sri Advaitacharya fed the two lords cloves and cardamom mixed with Tulsi flowers. So this is a uh, This is the, um, uh, what do we call it? Krishna. Um, what's the um, spice mix we offer after our tea? I'm going blank right now. 
idam tambulam idam tot idam tambulam tambula um, she had waited to fed the two lords cloves and cardamom mixed with tulsi flowers thus there was a good flavor within their mouths we also do this with the achmaniam she had waited to charya then smear the bodies of the lords with sandalwood pulp and then place very fragrant flower garlands on their chests so this is all deity worship here when the lord lay down on the bed i'd wait to try waited to massage his legs but the lord is very hesitant and spoke as follows with wait to try which we also do uh, one can also massage and there's that's also part of the pancharatriki sri chaitanya mahaprabhu said wait to try you have made me dance in various ways now give up this practice go with mukunda and haridas and accept your lunch Thereupon, Advaitacharya took prasadam with Mukunda and Haridas, and they all wholeheartedly ate as much as they desired. When the people of Shantipur heard that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was staying there, they all immediately came to see his lotus feet. Being very pleased, all the people loudly began to shout, the holy name of the Lord. You can all go on a mute for this right here. Hari Hari! Hari Hari! Hari Hari! Hari Hari! Hari Hari! Indeed, they became struck with wonder upon seeing the beauty of the Lord. They saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's very fair complexion body and its bright luster, which conquered the brilliance of the sun. Over and above this was the beauty of the saffron garments that glittered upon his body. People came and went with great pleasure. There was no calculating how many people assembled there before the day was over. As soon as it was, as soon as it was evening, Advaitacharya began the congregational chanting. He even began to dance himself and the Lord saw the performance. When Advaitacharya began to dance, Nityananda Prabhu began dancing behind him. Haridas, being very pleased, also began dancing behind him. Advaitacharya said, my dear friends, what shall I say? Today I have received the highest transcendental pleasure. After many, many days, Lord Krishna is in my house. Advaitacharya led the Sankirtan party and with great pleasure, he sang this verse. It was a manifestation of ecstatic perspiration, shivering, raised hairs, tears in the eyes, and sometimes thundering and bellowing. While dancing, Advaitacharya would sometimes turn around and around and catch the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Advaitacharya would then speak to him as follows. Sri Advaitacharya would say, Many days you have escaped me by bluffing. Now I have you in my home, and I will keep you bound up. So speaking, Advaitacharya performed congregational chanting with great pleasure for three hours that night and danced all the time. Dancing and party, dancing and chanting, or as Shri Prabhupada says, we are, we are presenting simply dance party. When Advaitacharya danced in that way, Lord Chaitanya felt ecstatic love for Krishna. And because of his separation, the waves and flames of love increased. Being agitated by the ecstasy, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu suddenly fell to the ground. Seeing this, Advaitacharya stopped dancing. When Mukunda saw the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he understood the feelings of the Lord and began to sing many stanzas, augmenting the force of the Lord's ecstasy. Advaitacharya raised the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to help him dance, but the Lord, after hearing the stanzas sung by Mukunda, could not be held due to his bodily symptoms. Tears fell from his eyes and his body trembled. His bodily hair stood on end. He perspired heavily and his words faltered. Sometimes he stood and sometimes he fell and sometimes he cried. Mukunda saying, my dear intimate friend, what has not happened to me? Due to the effects of the poison of love for Krishna, my body and mind have been severely afflicted. So um, the pastime goes on. 
And so I'll stop here. And uh, yeah, you can carry on reading. We finished on text 124. It's chapter, Madhya Lila chapter three. And uh, the pastime goes on for all the way to uh, text 219. So now we can appreciate when we read Chaitanya Charitamrita, one can really appreciate that phrase, Prema Nam Sankirtan. This is what Mahaprabhu and his associates have brought. And so much joy and bliss and simplicity. And along with all that, as we go into Chaitanya Charitamrita, incredible wealth and depth of philosophy, tattva and siddhanta. And so um, we can see how these personalities, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, speaking to Sarvabhum Bhattacharya, Prakashananda Saraswati, the Digvijay. He had his own toll, his own school at six, 16 as a logician and expert debater. Um, yeah, the, the six Goswamis, Jiva Goswami, renowned as the world's most um, empowered and, and advanced philosopher theologically on all levels. And yet these persons, they're chanting, hands are raised, dancing, they're taking Tulsi leaves and Ganga water in a, with a very purified and simple heart, petitioning the Lord, please engage me in your service. Please make me an instrument of the Sankirtan mission, mission this revolution of, that Lord Chaitanya has established to turn people's attention towards Krishna, to bring people to the lotus feet of Radha Govinda. And so a combination of philosophy, Tattva Siddhanta, and then this, these beautiful lilas where there's humor, there's dancing, there's prasadam, there's throwing of prasadam, there's rolling on the ground, there's joking, there's bluffing, and these associates just experiencing so much joy with each other. And we're so fortunate that we have such a wealth of, of Lila and Tattva with Gora Lila and Krishna Lila. So I'll stop there. And uh, yeah, let's, let us take the day today to continue to appreciate Advaita Acharya. Uh, tomorrow's his appearance day. I'll, I'll confirm if Mother Nidra will give or uh, uh, Bala Gopal. I'll check in with them both. And, um, and then also with our worship of Tulsi, whether you're directly have a Tulsi plant, then with a um, sincere heart, we can take those leaves and with the prayers and invoking Ganga into the water, make simple offerings to the Lord. If we have a deity or a picture or Shalagram Shila or Giriraj, whatever way that our altar is set up, um, we can engage in these simple ways with a branch of Tulsi or Tulsi mantra, picture of Lord Chaitanya, picture of Krishna. And uh, in this way, we can follow in the footsteps of Advaita Acharya. And also when we come together with Vaishnavas, we can experience the joy and sweetness of honoring Prasad together and experiencing mounds of rice with hot ghee on it and varieties of vegetables. And then dancing in Kirtan in the evenings with the Vaishnavas. Or right now, even in our homes, we can dance down the hallways and uh, chant the holy names. There's no bar, there's no limitation. We have two legs and we can just dance wherever we are actually, even down the sidewalk if we choose. And um, we can be participating in the Premanam Sankirtan of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Shri Advaita Charya ki jai, go Premanandi. So, um, yeah, it's 8.54. Any, uh, any appreciations or reflections, questions of these pastimes of Advaita Acharya? Hmm. 
or any elaboration? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is somebody going to talk? Because I'll go. Um, yeah, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Mark. Thank you for your... Uh, uh, I always love the Gora Lila. I don't know if it's my connection with my spiritual master and that's his favorite, but I, just hearing that just made me want to dance around my house. And I, I couldn't help but I was, you know, picturing visually in my head. I know Advaita Acharya was, what, 42 years senior to Mahaprabhu? Yeah. So in, in these pastimes, I mean, he's, you know, around 70, I imagine. And yeah. so I, I picture him dancing. I, I, I get this visual kind of like Prabhupada, you know, when he was like really over overfilled and he was dancing as an elderly man and uh, how ecstatic that was. And, you know, just that visual of what it must be. And I'm just so inspired, you know, I'm going to get off this call and do some kirtan for my deities. So thank you, Prabhu. Joy. Dance, dance around your house, bounce off the walls and be happy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Haribo. Anyone else before we close? Any more appreciation of Panchatattva? Mother Nidra. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Okay. Mother, Nidra, Mother Nidra is still dancing at the age of, at the age of 70. <laughs> Yes, Brian. <laughs> so um, we were always told that um, by our Sankirtan leaders and all that, um, that we and ISKCON are continuing the Chaitanya Leela. In other words, Chaitanya Charitamrita ongoing. So I wondered if you wanted to reflect on that. Yeah. Chaitanya Charitamrita ongoing. Reminds me of a, a memory that Satsurupamara shared about uh, Srimad Bhagavatam expanding. And basically, someone was asking a question about, um, gosh, skipping my mind. She was a French kind of warrior saint, I think. Um, <laughs> gosh, I'm just right, right now, my memory is uh, getting muddled. Um, Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Yeah, Joan of Arc. And, and uh, Prabhupada says, she, why, she is also part of Bhagavatam. Why not? Expanding Bhagavatam. Satsuri Maharaj was sharing this point of uh, Prabhupada speaking about Bhagavatam expanding and continuing. So even Joan of Arc, yes, she is part of Bhagavatam. The glories of, you know, or how Prabhupada would glorify St. Francis of Assisi. He's also Mahabhagavat, referring to the environment and the creatures as his brother and sister. This is Paramahamsa, this is Mahabhagavad. So, um, as you said, continuing of Goralila, continuing of Goralila, I think just from this, what I would get, as far as even just referring to what we read today, if we're sitting and offering Tulsi leaves and Ganga water to Shalagram, to Giriraj, to our home deity picture, um, if we are uh, coming together with Vaishnavas and feeding and receiving prasadam with joy, and then performing kirtan with Murdanga and Kartel. Shanka bhaje ganta bhaje, bhaje karatala, maduramri danga bhaje, paramarasala. So the sound of the Kartel and the Murdanga, this is parampara. And here we are in this day and age, we still have Murdanga and we're still uh, clashing the Kartels uh, as Mahaprabhu did with his associates. And so this is a continuation Gora Arti is a continuation of, of Gora Lila and the worship of Gornitai, dancing and chanting, uh, honoring Prasadam, 
and distributing, right? Plundering the storehouse of love of God, diving into the shastras, associating devotees. Just like yesterday, just hearing the glorification of our acharyas, as Bala Prabhu was doing, and then just imbibing what they're sharing, and then share that with others. As I think Lord Jesus used that phrase, uh, fishers of men. This is the Sankirtan spirit, fishers of men. And so Srila Prabhupada, the Prampara, Lord Chaitanya, um, when we're engaging in these activities, we're alive in the spirit of what they've given us and directly partaking in that. And it's interesting because we have we have Tulsi plants, we have and we can invoke that we have the mantras to invoke the Ganga. Um, we have our two arms that we can raise, and we have Murdangas and cartels, and we have transcendental literatures as Narutam Das Thakur and Srinivasacharya and Shamananda Pandit had. So it's very much, um, you could say, just the, even just the physicality, the, the modality is very much uh, in align with Goralila. We can learn these preparations, how to, how to cook them and offering to the deity. And we're performing these Pancharachaki processes and going out and preaching. So going back to your point, yeah, um, the Sankirtan mission and what Srila Prabhupada has given us is directly in line with uh, Goro Lila. I'd like to ask you, maybe in closing, you're, you know, you've been uh, such a wonderful example. I would say uh, just the, the epitome of one who is fully engaged on the two tracks with such sincerity, the Pancharachaki, for decades now, worshiping Radha Govinda and Srila Prabhupada and, and, and uh, doing your morning puja. And then your daily of preaching, serving the um, Brihad Murdanga, the Bhagavad Vidhi. So, uh, what 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 could you share, Mother Nidra, regarding the um, continuation of Gora Lila in your experience? Thanks, Prabhu. So, unlimited times and unlimited lifetimes. I wounded Lord Nityananda, our dear Lord. And so, so this uh, Sankirtan movement has allowed us to crawl to his lotus feet and beg the mercy. Thank you. Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Shri Premanam Sankirtan Yagya Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thank you for that heartfelt, touching, sharing, Mother Nidra. That was right to the heart. Hare Krishna.